Welcome to PR360, a weekly interview podcast dedicated to talking about the important topics within the public relations technology industry, hosted by Brett Deister and in partnership with Global Results Communication. Find out more information at globalresultspr.com. And welcome to PR360. And as always, I'm your host, Brett Deister. Please subscribe to PR360 on all the podcasting platforms at Spotify, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. Our guest this week is Kelly Hall, and she's a communication manager at Geotab. She's been there for quite a while, and she's done other types of communication. She is an expert in communication and has helped many companies deliver and succeed in a lot of their goals and initiatives. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Hi, thanks for having me. All right, so it's the question I ask everybody. Are you a coffee or tea drinker? Coffee, always. Many cups a day. I'm usually on three. What do you usually do for cups? That sounds about right. I do have to cut myself off, though, at some point in the afternoon so I can actually sleep. Uh, Yes. Wow, the afternoon? I usually can go about the evening, so that's interesting. (laughs) Guess you're a better coffee drinker than I am. Well, being a barista or former barista does help that. There you go. Special skills. Anyways, what excites you about PR and marketing in 2020? So, I mean, I have a pretty strong PR focus. We work collaboratively in my current role within the marketing team. But from a PR standpoint, pretty excited just about building on genuine relationships. I think that right now we're kind of in a time where there's a lot of online activity. We kind of hide behind our screens, hide behind our sort of email persona. I think it's pretty important for a PR person, especially as we move through 2020, to just focus on continuing to build these genuine relationships. And that's what I'm sort of looking forward to this year is stepping away from the computer, picking up the phone, taking people for coffee, things like that, just starting to form really strong relationships that aren't necessarily just through email. Yeah, I keep on hearing that about everybody that I've interviewed so far is that the whole Getting out of the computer, not looking at the computer, not looking at your smartphone is a big thing for PR people this year around, except for not staring at your screen all the time. Yeah, I think we're just so inundated with technology. And I mean, technology is great. It does many amazing things and keeps us connected. But I think it's sort of taken away from almost the core of what PR professionals are. And really, we are these relationship makers and these relationship formers that rely on our connections to help us be successful in our roles. And can you tell us about your current company that you work for, Geotab, and what that's all about? Sure. So I work for a company named Geotab. We are one of the fastest growing technology companies in North America and the world's largest telematics company. So telematics is a pretty big word, and if you aren't familiar with it, it might kind of just go in one ear and out the other. So I like to say it's like smart GPS. So essentially, we have a product that gets plugged into a vehicle, and from that, we pull all sorts of data. So we actually have about 2 million devices connected to vehicles around the world, and from those vehicles, we pull about 40 billion data points every single day. So that data could be used for things like driver behavior. So looking at seatbelt usage, but to 
environmental impacts, so idling times, speeding, harsh braking, all sorts of good stuff. So we essentially are helping businesses streamline their fleet management and so improve how their vehicles are operating on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I actually had to look up telematics myself. That was kind of like, what does that actually mean? Right, it's a big word. There's a lot of syllables there. That is just, there's so many different tech and it's one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, well, now I get it when you actually explain it to me. It's like, oh, that's what you guys do. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's one of those things where you, you don't think too much about it until you're actually in the industry and in the field. When I started at Geotab, I'd never heard of telematics before. And I started going to conferences and like, this is a really big deal. This is really helping connect us, not just on a, a vehicle level, but on a wider community, consumer, smart city level. Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting to hear all about that stuff. So how do you actually message that to like, maybe like the B2B customers that utilize telematics? How do you message about how important it is to use your technology? Yeah, so Geotab's sort of unique. We don't actually sell direct. So a lot of our efforts are based on our reputation and stem from a thought leadership approach. So we take a very brand agnostic approach to our marketing communications. So we try to educate the masses, talk about how great telematics in general is and what that technology can do for your business and for the community at large. Uh, We always try to use relatable examples. So for me, my go-to is typically around the environment or around safety. These are two sort of hot button topics that you know people care about. So explaining the benefits of say having a telematics device on improving safety and it's almost a systemic level. So it's for your business, for your driver, and then straight down to the community. So how using telematics can improve safety for all by better managing driver behavior, for example. That's kind of how we can bring the full circle message around of, hey, we have telematics, you should use it, but we don't actually come out directly and say it's geotower bust, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's a more holistic approach to actually getting your message out, it seems like. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we found to be the most successful approach. Again, it kind of builds on what I was saying at the beginning, where you need genuine relationships and not doing such direct messaging kind of helps us get there because it's a bit of a trade-off. You can have conversations, build on that thought leadership piece, get feedback, and also just weigh in with really smart, educated feedback. And when I was looking at Geotab, it looks like you guys do some smart cities. So about that, how do you get the buzzword and because the buzzword for smart city was a pretty big thing a couple of years ago. How do you get your message out for making a buzzword more practical for cities looking to be a quote unquote smart city? Yeah, I think smart city, you're right. It is a buzzword. And I think that's largely in part due to the fact that people needed to label the smart city movement in a way that they can understand. So essentially we, we kind of try and steer clear of smart city. It's, like an overarching message, but we like to dive deeper into connectivity. So everything is connected and we're in an increasingly more connected world. We provide sort of concrete examples of how Geotab, for example, fits into that connectivity piece. So 
you know, as an individual, you're walking around with your cell phone, your laptop, your tablet, much in the same way vehicles are driving. They have thousands of sensors on them that are picking up information and details. So we communicate that through our technology, we can actually leverage those sensors to improve, say, street quality. So if we're noticing there's a lot of bumps at a certain intersection, perhaps city offices to go out and repave that intersection, or if there are a lot of harsh braking incidents, why that might be. So really our information can help cities plan better, make improvements, and really become smarter in that sense. Yes, smarter cities are always better for all of us. But what are your key KPIs for messaging with Geotap's audience? Is it more thought leadership, holistic communication, as you said, or is there more of a mix of advertising as well through social media and that? So we take a fully holistic approach from a PR side. Thought leadership is the name of the game for us. We work really closely with our marketing team, which goes down more traditional avenues surrounding advertising, for example, or producing sort of sponsored content pieces. We have a fantastic blog, for example, which brings a lot of organic traffic in. But from the PR side, it's thought leadership. We're really fortunate to have a leadership team in place who is engaging. They have a great understanding of the business. And they're also open to feedback from the communications team in terms of what would work best, what kind of messaging would be most effective with journalists. And we found that just building on our leaders' profiles has enabled us to get coverage and get noticed and secure these interviews, which is really our mandate is to get our leaders in front of new publications, new audiences, and sort of keep the topic of telematics, whether you've heard of it or you haven't, as something that's fresh and on people's minds, especially within this whole connectivity theme. Mm, yes, because connectivity is more and more important for the modern person in the modern city, it seems like. Exactly. We'll be having a conversation about coffee, for example, and the next thing you know, we're going to get advertisements on our phone for coffee around the corner. So it's just everything that we're doing is connected, and cities are mirroring that as well through their vehicles, through lampposts through streetlights, anything. And even speaking on that, do you think the data analysis of just PR marketing type of analytics is getting smarter as we progress, or is it getting more difficult for marketers to decipher because of all the intricacies and Google analytics and everything like that? Data is our friend, but at the same time, I think you kind of hit it on the head there. It's getting a little bit harder to kind of work through the weeds in terms of all of the different information that we get. We can pull from various tools, different types of analytics, measure sentiment somehow online, but if you were doing a more of a organic sentiment tracking, you might get a different response. So I think that we're inundated with a lot of information. So sometimes it's hard to determine what's working, what's not, which is again, kind of why we go back to this relationship piece, because you know that if you have say, a strong relationship with a certain publication, that that's kind of your measurable result, that you know that this journalist will reach out to you for feedback, for your opinion, is because they trust you, and that's just a result of your relationship-building efforts. And do you think your content for 2020 would add podcasting to the mix or even being more guests on podcasting because of the more 
holistic approach of delivering your message and a little bit of controlling the message a little bit through podcasting. Yeah, for sure. So podcasts are definitely on our radar. It's not something that we've typically done in the past, but it's something that we want to explore. Like I said, we have really, really engaging leaders at our company who would be just fantastic. Um, I know when people get into a room with our CEO, for example, you can't help but smile. He's just so, so engaging. So using a tool like a podcast to sort of get your message out there is a great option. And we're actually using podcasts for our internal communications efforts as well to engage our staff internally. And what do you think could be some key pain points for PR and marketers to reach their goals in 2020? Is it more that the face-to-face option should be a pain point that they should actually go out and get coffee, as you said, or is there other pain points as well? Yeah, I mean, I think that is for sure one of them, making sure that we're getting up from our computers and meeting people and engaging in conversations face-to-face and also just trying to balance, we see it all the time, this increasing request to do like pay to play type of opportunities. So paid media opportunities versus traditional. I'm seeing that so much more where we're getting approached by publications that are like, hey, we have a great opportunity for you, but it costs X amount of money. So just trying to stick to your plan and your strategy and kind of playing a long game with it, if you will. Relationship building is a long game. It takes time. And I think we need to be wary to not fall into some, maybe some pay to play type of traps or similar things where we'll get immediate coverage, immediate results, but in the long term and also on like a quality standpoint, it might not be the best choice for your business. And what is one thing you wish you knew about PR marketing when you were starting out your career? Uh, I would say that when I was in school and getting ready to go into the real world, um, my professors would always say, you be ready. It is crazy. The PR world is crazy. You're constantly super, super busy. And I remember just being like, yeah, yeah, whatever. That is true. You eat and sleep, breathe this job, but that's why you do it because you love being so invested in your business and communication, always learning, always finding ways to do new things. And do you think marketing and PR are eventually just going to become so similar that they're the same thing? Because most people don't really understand the difference between public relations and marketing. No, I don't think so. I know that I've worked at organizations that it's kind of hard to decipher that in a way. And I think there's a time and place for both and organizations need to get better at maybe identifying what the marketing need is versus the PR need. But I do think we'll always need them to be separate. We'll always need to have the relationship building, the reputation management done in a more organic way than through traditional marketing means. If you could create a marketing tool, what would you create? What would I create? I think I would want one of those like be all end all tools. If I had to come up with something that's like fully off the cuff, don't even know if it's possible. It would be like a one-stop shop that fully lets you see like your success, measure sentiment, but in like an authentic, real way and help you cut down the noise in terms of all the different like buzzwords that you can see in the PR world or in the marketing world, just sort of like a go-to tool or platform that lets you clearly know that you're doing a good job or lets you see what your success is 
like I said, PR is a bit of a long game. So sometimes you don't see those immediate re rewards, but you know that you're doing good work. Maybe something like that, just to give all the PR people in the world a bit of a pat on the back a little sooner than later. Uh, so a little bit of like predictive analytics for understanding how your campaigns are going to go. Exactly. That actually would be really nice because you'd be like, yay, I'm winning. <laughs> I know. Instead of having to wait for a year or two and be like, oh, okay, I did do a really good job on this. <laughs> so any final thoughts for our listeners? No, I don't think so. Other than just saying, again, I, I can't say it enough that genuine relationships to me are gold. And if I could give any PR person advice, it would be to spend time now building those relationships with your key contacts and generally caring about them, asking questions not just about work, but just them as a person to help kind of get that rapport going. And it'll help you in the long run just to have that connection made. All right. That's some good, solid advice from Kelly. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And as always, please subscribe to PR360 on all the popular podcasting sites. That is Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, and much more. And join us next week when we talk to another great PR person. I'm your host, Brett Deister. Have a good week. Later, guys. Later.